Sigma Tiger News all up in your grill with the hottest, juiciest beef online. What do we got today? GMO mosquitoes? That sounds like it's opening up some floodgates, huh? I wonder who's behind that. Don't be gay, Bill. Well, I heard about the don't say gay, Bill. What about the don't be gay, Bill? Gender inclusive demoning. Sorry, demining? And Trudeau hates the internet. Big surprise there. Welcome to Sigma Tiger News with the Sig Tig. Join the Sig Tig community by liking and subscribing. Let's prove my wife wrong and get this mask off my face. Uh, 10,000 subs, the mask comes off, reveal the monster. What do we have today? TGIF? Yeah, well, guess what? Thank God there's no mosquitoes anymore because Bill Gates has discovered GMO mosquitoes. And uh, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation is funding uh, tons of uh, bio labs to create these uh, modified organisms that will uh, not be able to carry dengue or uh, perhaps not be able to reproduce and Gates has released over 30 million mosquitoes uh, in 11 different countries so what's going on Brazil is next British biotech company Oxitec is betting on a solution to Brazil's surging dengue cases involving the release of genetically modified mosquitoes in an effort to reduce the viral infection's spread. The firm has developed a version of the male Aedes aegypti mosquito, which carries a gene that kills female offspring before they reach maturity, suppressing the population. Only female mosquitoes bite and transmit diseases. Eggs for the mosquitoes are placed inside a box, and water is added to activate them. They complete the cycle inside these boxes, and in about 10 days, uh, and the adult insects come out and do their work, said Oxitec's general manager in Brazil, Natalia Ferreira. As the modified mosquitoes are released in a given region, they proliferate, and the total population of the insect decreases. Brazil is dealing with a massive outbreak of dengue fever in the early months of 2024, fueled by its hot, rainy season. As of February 27th, more than 973,000 likely dengue cases have been notified in the country this year. Uh, according to the health ministry, 195 people died because of the disease, while 672 further obits are being investigated. Mosquito population in a neighborhood where the company has done the treatment is up to 90% lower than in a neighborhood where it hasn't been done, Ferrer said. So, I mean, like, everyone's opposed to genetic modification, but it is here. It's been in our foods for decades um, the Chinese have been working on CRISPR and genetically modifying uh, creatures to make them glow in the dark, all kinds of crazy stuff like that. Have a look. And uh, yeah, so Bill Gates is releasing these mosquitoes everywhere, maybe even uh, in Florida. Not sure about that one, but you can definitely search it on the internet. And uh, what's going to happen? Well, uh, if these guys sting you or uh, suck on your blood, is something going to happen? Well, of course they're going to say no until they figure out it might actually be a problem. Like, you know, petroleum is totally awesome. Cigarettes were totally awesome. But guess what? Maybe petroleum products uh, are a problem. Like uh, PFASs, like Teflon and um, Forever Chemicals, basically. PBAs all up in the environment. So anyway, keep an eye out for these mosquitoes. Check your local... Uh, your local uh, town 
and see if they have any contracts with Oxitec. Undocumented immigrant accused of rape, stabbing, and separate Kenner incidents. Okay, so we have another thug. Uh, this is a Honduran man. He's been arrested in Kenner following a series of violent crimes, according to police. Kenner Police Department says the investigation began on Tuesday, February 20th, when it notified of a rape of a 14-year-old girl at Knife Point. Uh, Angel Matias Castellanos Orellana was identified as the suspect. Police say Castellanos Orellana was in the United States illegally. On Sunday, February 25th, around 3.15 a.m., police responded to reports of a stabbing in the 2600 block of Phoenix Street. Police say the man was getting out of his vehicle and approached by Castellanos Orellana, demanding his property, uh, probably his car. Um, during the robbery, police say Castellanos Orellana stabbed the victim multiple times in his face and his back. The victim was taken to the hospital and is in stable condition. Yeah, so there you have it. Uh, a federal ICE detainer was issued for uh, Castellanos as well. They're going to go ahead and deport him, potentially. I mean, a lot of these people that they have grabbed in the past uh, have uh, murdered people since being released. So just keep an eye out. And I'm not trying to be racist or uh, profiling, but, I mean, if there's a bunch of new people in your neighborhood... They're young, and they are speaking uh, Spanish or Portuguese. Then you may want to just keep your six. Attorneys general for 22 states claim federal authorities lost track of more than 85,000 children at the border. Unbelievable. How is that even possible? You know what I mean? Like, uh, does that mean they just release them into the custody of people, and now they've lost track of them? Like, well... How do you lose track? Don't you have a record-keeping system? We have computers. You know, it's not that hard. They can hold text data. You know, the group insisted that there must be a plan to address the problem and protect these vulnerable children. Absolutely, it's a travesty to hear this. It's tragic. Attorney General's Attorneys general from 22 states claimed that, re claimed that reports uh, they have reviewed indicate that federal authorities lost track of more than 85,000 children at the border in the last two years. Not 10 years, two years. They sent a letter to Secretary of Homeland Security Alejandro Mayorkas, uh, the Secretary of Health and Human Services, and the Director of the FBI. And Mayorkas just got impeached uh, because he did a terrible job at the border by allowing 10,000 migrants in every single day and uh, also allowing uh, the Department of Justice, probably not related, but allowing the Department of Homeland Security to uh, release uh, undocumented uh, migrants, illegal migrants, out onto the streets uh, for further court case, perhaps. I don't know what they're doing with these people. But they're basically just releasing them on no bail instead of deporting them. Uh, Venezuela and China have begun uh, refusing the uh, migrants that are being shipped back. So there you have it. What are we going to do? Uh, in a the letter, they explain that many of these children have been forced to enter the labor market where they work exhausting days in dangerous conditions or have become victims of sex, tra sex trafficking. Uh, Chuck Grassley, Senator, recognized that this problem and asked the Department of Homeland Security for a plan. More than three months ago, no plan has been forthcoming. That is unacceptable, the letter explained. So everyone's worried about what's going on at the border. Uh, you know, the migrants are flowing through at 10,000 a day. And uh, they're Chinese, they're Venezuelan, they're Honduras, they're from South America, they're from all over the world. You could literally show up in uh, Mexico and destroy whatever documents you have and walk across the border seeking asylum. And there you have it. Uh, go to New York, get your $10,000 debit card and your two, $3,000 a month to live off of. 
and complain about how you're not getting enough. Ghana's parliament passes anti-gay bill with jail terms. Well, the don't say gay bill uh, was dubbed in uh, Florida. Governor DeSantis said that if you're in grade kindergarten to grade three, that you shouldn't be influenced by any of that sort of material. And everyone freaked out and said, you're not allowed to say gay. That's what this is. And as they do, they just go ahead and twist everything up. And uh, just like what they're doing with the border now, saying, oh, we can't do anything. It's the Republicans' fault for canceling this bill. Uh, there's a new IVF bill that was out because uh, in vitro fertilization got canceled in Alabama. And uh, so the senator blocked this new IVF bill because it had a whole bunch of things in it that would have taken rights away from... Uh, non-government organizations and uh that were like pro-life or religious in any way so here we have this legislation would sentence those identifying as lgbtq to three years in jail and punish those who promote gay issues as well it would be among the harshest on the african continent so there are other ones and probably some of the harshest in the world i would assume uh ghana's parliament on wednesday passed a bill that imposes jail terms on people who identify as lgbtq organized gay advocacy groups Measures that Amnesty International called among the harshest on the African continent. The legislation, if signed into law by President Nana Akufo-Addo, would mean that people convicted of identifying as gay could be sentenced to three years in jail. Those deemed promoters of LGBTQ issues could get five years, and those who engage in gay sex would receive five years instead of the three years under previous legislation. So it's currently illegal to uh, engage in sexual intercourse uh, with the same gender, currently. Uh, under punishment of three years and they're trying to increase that to five so you wonder what's going on uh, in the rest of the world and what's going on in the west meaning the uh, united kingdom europe north america well everyone else on the planet is uh, going the other direction uh, the bills in the latest a wave of anti-gay legislation passed in Africa, Tanzania, Niger, and Namibia have tightened such laws in recent years, while Uganda has adopted an anti-gay law that includes the death penalty. 31 countries on the continent criminalize consensual sex, same-sex sexual activity, according to Amnesty. Many have experienced a surge in homophobic attitudes, behaviors, and rhetoric in recent years, the rights group said in a report last year. There's still so many countries in Africa where being LGBTQ is considered evil or un-African, said Linda Ndori, a Kenya-based campaign manager for Africa, at All Out, a nonprofit organization. Both major political parties in Ghana support the bill, but in recent days, its passage has been slowed by changes suggested by a member of the governing new patriotic party, Alexander Afeño Marquin, to make it less harsh. So there you have it, people. Uh, as bad as you always think you have it, it's worse somewhere else for some people. Death sentence for gun dealers passes the Washington Senate. So here you have it. Uh, you know, guns are bad. Well, how about dealing guns? Uh, gets a death penalty, and having uh, an unregistered gun should have harsh penalties. So, uh, you know, there's guns everywhere in America. Everyone can have one if they can get their hands on one. I think there's uh, five guns for every person or something like that. I'm not sure the number. But guess what? If you're dealing them, you should be penalized. If you can go to a store and buy them and it's registered, and then, uh, you know, it has a serial number, and you just say, hey, listen, I bought a gun, whatever, that's fine. That's great. Should you have to register every single pistol? I don't know. You know, should you have to register every single uh, weapon? I don't know. I don't know what the right thing is. All I know is that they're out there and there's tons of illegal ones and there's tons of people on the streets 
using those ones. And if you get caught with those ones or selling those ones, it should be the harshest penalty. And guess what? Washington is laying it down with a, with a death penalty, death sentence, if you get caught dealing certain... Uh, so let's see. Uh, the new bill would require gun dealers to run annual background checks, annual, on their employees, carry $1 million in liability insurance, install steel doors or bars at the location... Uh, as well as stringent requirements for storage and security systems, audio and video surveillance. Not so crazy. It's probably a good idea. These things kill very easily. It's about keeping firearms safe and the inventory safe. Yeah. I uh, went on to say, I think uh, what's on here is honestly is probably already done by a lot of gun dealers. So it shouldn't be too rough on them. Uh, there you go. Anti-gun extremists are finally realizing they can't seize firearms from law-abiding people or regulate them away so this bill goes after the supply side of the equation it would basically smother the retailers who are unable to comply with the new mandates and that means most interesting take there uh yeah so uh doesn't say anything about the death sentence there but whatever two percent of all firearm thefts in washington state occur at these registered dealers so that's nothing Okay, uh, three Chinese nationals caught sneaking into Maine from Canada amid Asian organized crime epidemic. Well, uh, they go ahead and label that an epidemic. Interesting. Uh, we've covered this story over the past couple of months in previous episodes. Sneaky Chinese coming up through China. Uh, well, there's uh, the labs, meth labs and marijuana labs in Maine. Chinese running. I think there's one in Georgia as well. They just busted the other day. Well... Here we have three unidentified, unidentified Chinese nationals were intercepted attempting to enter the U.S. illegally from Canada in the main early Wednesday morning, according to U.S. Customs and Border Protection. Fourth Chinese national operating a motor vehicle was also arrested on suspicion of attempting to assist with the three other Chinese nationals' illegally, illegal entry into the U.S. Uh, after noticing suspicious activity along the border, vigilant Fort Fairfield Border Patrol agents arrested three Chinese nationals attempting to use the cover of darkness to illegally enter the United States. Driver from New York, also a Chinese national who was already in immigration proceedings, was also arrested and suspected of attempting to further the illegal entry. So the dude's getting popped for already messing around, and uh, he's going to pick up his replacements by the look of it. Um, yeah, they're trying to finance illegal activities. They have marijuana grow operations, and it's all organized. And by who? So people that are in the United States, people that are in China, and they're just saying, okay, listen, it's not that hard. Uh, it's the easiest it's ever been to just go ahead and get into uh, the United States. So if you can't get in through Mexico, just try through Canada. And uh, easy peasy, lemon squeezy, if they're not looking, then they're not going to see you. In 2021, uh, the CPB encountered just 897 Chinese foreign nationals. However, uh, 11,195 were encountered in 2023, and more than 400... Sorry, 4,200 have been encountered so far in 2024. So two months in, and we already have uh, more than we had last year at that time. So uh, look out. And here's an image of some of the marijuana grow house. Uh, we covered that story. Look at that. A few of the individuals that have been busted so far in Maine. Images of the homes. So yeah, if you see uh, Chinese people that are new in your neighborhood and uh, they have many meters set up on their homes, maybe you want to, you know, call the police. Not to profile or anything, but hey, guess what? You know, 
I said, if there's a bunch of new Chinese people and there's like six or seven of them living in one house and they're all men and uh, they never come outside or when they do, they're wearing gloves and a mask or lab coats and hey, call the cops. Justice Minister defends house arrest power for people feared to commit a hate crime in the future. Hang on, wait a minute. Let me read that again. The Justice Minister defends house arrest power for people feared to commit a hate crime in the future. So uh, if you don't know what's going on, Canada has tabled a bill basically called the Online Harms Bill. And uh, Arif Virani is the Justice Minister in Canada. And within that bill, uh, it states that if you uh, promote genocide, that you could get uh, life in prison. Um, you could get other jail times or fines of up to like $70,000 for inciting hate uh, repeatedly, uh, basically in uh, putting trauma uh, or making someone uh, experience trauma, re-traumatizing someone. So anyway, within this bill, they uh, have slipped in that if you're thinking about uh, doing something that might be hurtful, and they find out that you have thought about it somehow or that you've mentioned it to somebody and they've told the precognitive police from Minority Report, look out, they're coming to your house and they're going to put a lock on your door and an ankle bracelet on and monitor you. Uh, okay, so he defended the new power in the online harms bill to impose house arrest on someone who is feared to commit a hate crime in the future, even if they have not yet done so already. So how's that? How can you detain someone... Uh, with, I don't know. The person could be made to wear an electronic tag if the attorney general requests it or ordered by a judge to remain at home. Mr. Ronnie, who is an attorney general as well as a justice minister, minister sorry, said it is important that any peace bond be calibrated carefully, saying it would have to meet a high threshold to apply. So you would have to have been in the system and uh, they deem you a threat to future... Uh, uh, Offenses, reoffending. He said the new power, which would require the Attorney General approval as well as judges, could prove very, very important to restrain the behavior of someone with a track record of hateful behavior who may be targeting certain people or groups. If there's a genuine fear of an escalation, then an individual or group could come forward and seek a peace bond against them to prevent them from doing certain things. Okay, so here it is. They might not even be in the system. I might just fear for my feelings because words are violence remember that now that's the whole ploy on this thing is introducing the fact that words are violence they're saying that trans uh, violence has been increasing and that's one reason why they need to put this in because m people uh, of lgbtq plus have been attacked violent attacks so if they've changed like violence from physical attacks to verbal attacks are now violence then you could certainly say there's violent attacks increasing like if i say you know hypothetically that i don't like gay people and call them the f-a-g-g-o-t word then uh yeah that's very hateful it's not very nice whatever their feelings got hurt i said it right to his face and he's a crushed okay that's not nice that's hateful so if he thinks i'm going to do it again he's like he said it to me once maybe twice and i fear that it's going to happen again will they come and and put a, a tag on me is that what's going to happen here 
Uh, if the peace plan could have conditions that include not being close to a synagogue or a mosque, he said, it could also lead to restrictions on internet usage and behavior. So they'll shut down your internet. That would help to de-radicalize people who are learning things online and acting out in the real world violently, sometimes fatally. Okay, so he makes it infer that it goes from violent, which are words now, all the way to like physical death. Unaliving somebody. Mr. Ronnie said the bill would strike a balance, though, and would mean the content that is awful but lawful would remain online. Okay, so who's drawing the line here? There's a lot of bad stuff out there, but this is not about the bad stuff. This is much higher level, he said. Bill C-63 is designed to curb the proliferation of hate online, but has also established a new hate crime offense, which would carry a maximum penalty of life in prison. Mr. Ronnie said that the hate crime offense would only be applied if coupled with another crime, and the life sentence would only apply if the most serious of cases, not, for example, for mischief to a garage door, or perhaps honking your horn, uh, is a giant emergency, and we must enact the War Measures Act to get the honking to stop. So this is the liberal government basically pushing this forward, saying violence is real, it's increasing. Let's go ahead and put this uh, invasive bill in and then uh, attack the conservatives for saying they don't back this. They want to hurt you. They don't care about your safety. We care. We want to govern you as hard as possible so you feel as safe as you ever have inside your house with an ankle bracelet on. No joke, Ottawa to give Ukraine $4 million to fund gender-inclusive demining. Yeah, so what the heck is that? The phrase gender transformative mine action proved the biggest stumbling block online with some on X wondering if landmines themselves had a gender. Yeah, like people couldn't, like what are they talking about? Relatively minor item in announcement from the Prime Minister's House regarding funding for gender, gender transformative mine action in the war in Ukraine has raised eyebrows on social media, of course, because it doesn't make any sense uh, verbally. Uh, the press release then went out Saturday makes mention of three point. 0.2 billion in financial and military support to Ukraine in 2024 alone. It will all. It also outlines a number of smaller targeted initiatives. Uh, one of these listed as gender inclusive demining for sustainable futures, four million dollars. Project from the Halo Trust aims to safeguard the lives and livelihoods of Ukrainians, including women and internally displ internally displaced persons, by addressing the threat of explosion ordnance present across vast areas of the country. The item reads. Project activities include conducting non-technical surveys and subsequent manual clearance in targeted communities, providing capacity building to key national stakeholders, and establishing a gender diversity working group to promote gender transformative mine action in Ukraine. Wow, absolutely, what a pile. Unbelievable that it even exists. Breaking list of states that have moved to restrict some form of gender affirming care for minors. We've seen that Alberta did that in Canada. Well, in the states, uh, there's been... Uh, a number of states, Alabama, Arizona, Arkansas, Florida, Georgia, Idaho, Indiana, Iowa, Kentucky, Louisiana, Mississippi, Missouri, Montana, Nebraska, Northern, North Carolina, North Dakota, Ohio, Oklahoma, South Dakota, Tennessee, Texas, Utah, West Virginia. So these have all put in place some sort of gender affirming restriction towards children, okay? Not towards adults, towards children. Meaning, hey, maybe we should pump the brakes on puberty blocking. Maybe we should pump the brakes on slicing and dicing until they're old enough. Like, you know, you want to get breast implants? Pretty sure uh, a regular person, not sorry, a uh, regular person, but someone who's not seeking gender-affirming care, they're seeking enhancements. I'm pretty sure you got to be 18 to go ahead and get those or have uh, parental consent. Tattoos in a lot of places, it's the same thing. 
All right. Uh, Trudeau tried to hide a massive security failure at the Winnipeg Biolab. So if you don't know, there was a bit of a controversy a couple of years ago, and uh, Trudeau uh, called a snap election, right? And everyone's like, oh, that's interesting. Like, that came out of nowhere. And he kind of, like, changed his rhetoric, and he went totally against the uh, unvaccinated, saying, like, he wouldn't allow his children to sit next to them on a boat or a bus or anything like that, so he wouldn't want you to sit next to them either. Uh, well, we now know Prost Prime Minister Justin Trudeau fought so hard to keep the secret documents revealing uh, scientists Zhang Guoqi and her husband Keating Chang were fired from Canada's highest security biolab because of their undisclosed relationships with agencies in the People's Republic of China, the CCP, Communist China. Uh, yeah. So both controversies reveal the same thing. Trudeau government's appalling record of failing to stand on guard for the safety of security of Canadians in the face of China's brazen and continuing interference with our democracy. Documents released this week about almost four years ago after the fact finally revealed the full story about why Qi and Chang were marched out of Winnipeg's Level 4 National Microbiology Lab, which does research on some of the world's deadliest infectious diseases in July 2019 before being officially terminated in January 2021 after their security clearances were revoked. And uh, it states that they were uh, mishandling pathogens, viruses of uh, concern, and they were actually sending them uh, back to China. Oh my God. And uh, where were they sending them? Hmm, uh, I'm not sure, perhaps Wuhan. Okay, uh, so Trudeau is uh, hating on the internet. He's hating on the truth. He want to make sure that uh, everything gets shut down and no one can say anything. And literally, he's calling people toxic conspiracy theorists who uh, oppose what he's saying. So there you have it. If you live in Canada, God bless you. I wish you all the best. And uh, good luck in 2025 when the election gets called because uh, Jagmeet Singh is literally holding on uh, with the iron grip uh, to Trudeau's uh, scrotum and relevance because uh, he's keeping the liberals in power with this uh, silly pharmacare bill that most provinces are like looking at and saying, hey, yeah, in theory, I support my liberal government, but guess what? This thing looks like trash. And, uh, you know, God bless you all. Have a great weekend. Sigma Tiger, signing out.